Everyone has a special gift. Mine? The circle of light. They speak through me, and they're here to assist the planet's evolution to a more enlightened space. And for some reason, they chose me, a raunchy comedian, to be their vessel. I used to be secretive about my ability, but now it's time to come out of the cosmic closet, and you should too. My name is Georgia Jean, and these are my crazy stories. is also me. So if the mind can keep you in a state of agitation, all of this is the activity of the mind's security guards and the polarity of possibility impossibility. Well, sort of. What you're actually hearing is the circle of light, a group of interdimensional, advanced, non-physical consciousnesses here to support the evolutionary shift of humanity, obviously. Come forth directly into your life experience. Nothing more to do to earn it, to be worthy of it, to be good enough for it. Nothing more for you to... They're talking about deconstructing the framework of the possibility-impossibility polarity, one of the sneakiest, nastiest programs of the egoic construct, act of the mind, that keeps us trapped in a state of limited, painful experience, even as it proffers the hope of something awesome happening. It's possible that I could one day live in absolute abundance. Ah, but here is the life evidence that it is impossible for me to manifest. The mind is really an asshole sometimes. But once you consciously understand the possibility and possibility polarity, it's one of the ways you can learn to bend the matrix of reality towards a desired result, according to the circle. Quote, unquote, good guys, good gals. It's impossible because it hasn't happened yet. And I'm to this if you're feeling lost already, don't worry and welcome to my world. But if you stick with me a little bit, you will find, as it was with me, that all will be revealed in time. But let me back it up a bit. In June 2004, I was a gal with those dreams of something awesome happening. I was living in Hollywood, California, working in the insanely cutthroat world of stand-up comedy and chasing the big dreams. Night after night, I was sharing the stage with big names in comedy, following people like Andrew Dice Clay, Joe Rogan, even Chris Rock. But of course, in reality, I was completely broke, <laughs> mostly heartbroken over some stupid dude or another and failing to make the big mark I'd hoped for. And what's more, I had just made the absolutely heartbreaking and devastating decision to stop performing at the world-famous comedy store on Sunset Strip. I was a paid regular. It was my one big break and a highly coveted prize in the stand-up world for its access to opportunity, industry, and possibility. 
But a three-year campaign of hashtag MeToo harassment that I swore to myself would not break me finally had. I left the comedy store with my dreams of success in Hollywood shattered. And worse, the belief in myself as a person that could withstand any challenge destroyed. The guys who had told me night after night that I was, and I quote, unfunny because you're a chick, a dumb fucking stupid worthless whore, and that I needed to have some talent fucked into me, had one. For my mental health, which had already caught a fabulous case of PTSD, I wasn't going back. And it, it was a monumental defeat because I didn't want to quit. Not just for myself, but for all the up-and-coming female comics who were too intimidated to hang out at the store. But this was actually one of the most powerful lessons I've ever learned about how the good ego, that's the brave, just, hard-working, conscientious, driven part of ourselves, can actually be keeping us trapped in spiritual limitation and suffering just as much as the quote-unquote bad ego, that addicted, victim, blaming, destructive, psycho, Facebook stalker side of us. But, but I'll get to more on that later. Because one week after making the monumental decision to give up the fight for all womankind on the battleground of the world-famous comedy store, I had a knock-you-to-the-floor spiritual event that blasted open my chakras, flowed healing force through my hands, and connected me to the non-physical entities you just heard before, the circle of light. I came to understand that because the comedy store was so haunted, also more on that later, I could not open up to the ability that was waiting for me while I stubbornly stuck it out in my good fight, my righteous fight. I'm sure my advanced consciousness team were no doubt waiting in the wings going, come on, lady, it's just 30 minutes of stage time a week. In the face of helping transitioning humanity from a polarity-based, primitive mind-driven, single, linear time-space reality to a multidimensional, instantaneous manifestation, heart-centered, unlimited creative construct free of war, inequality, and suffering, getting a sitcom just isn't that big of a deal. It's time to leave the store. And as I say this, I know some of you listening to this will, will totally get it. You'll totally understand what I'm talking about. And some of you, probably many of you, will be like, this chick is obviously crazy. For starters, it sounds completely delusional that any beings would be talking to me or talking through me. But why on earth would a so-called collective of advanced and master consciousness energies enlist a starving, swearing, PTSD-riddled, hard-partying Australian stand-up comedian whose greatest accolade was a 15-minute closing bit on learning how to give blowjobs in America to help them in their work of evolving humanity's consciousness? Well, these questions and more are what I've had running through my mind for the last 15 years, ever since I was hit with a million volts of cosmic consciousness wanting to have a chat with humanity about the future. My name is Georgia Jean. I'm a broad spectrum energist and a channel for the Circle of Life. And this is my lovely co-host, Melissa Rutigliano of themarslab.com. Hello. And this is Coming Out of the Cosmic Closet. I'm coming out. Woo! I want the world to know what a weirdo spiritual <laughs> channeler cosmic spirits. Oh my god. Yes, all yeah. those things and more. All those things and more. We are here to kind of open up a great conversation about cosmic stuff. Magic. Magic. 
uh, non-physical energy, what's going on with the planet, why is it so crazy at this time, and what it's like to kind of deal with having a really weird ability in a world that doesn't believe in most of this stuff. So Georgia has that ability. I do not. I have lots of questions. <laughs> Which is good. We yeah. always need the question yeah. to ask us. got a hungry mind. Because that's how the answers come through um, for all of us to, yeah. you know, get some wisdom up in this house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you said you're a broad spectrum energist. Yeah. What the hell is that? So what that kind of means is that I have, it's a little bit like being a musician who can play a lot of instruments. Mm -hmm. I'm like a multi-instrumentalist of the cosmic world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, I have healing energy flows through me, through my hands. I also like read tarot cards. I have a little bit of mediumship happens occasionally. Sometimes, you know, like a bit of a dead person will just pop on in and want to have a bit of a- Dead person, you said? (laughs) Dead person. Dead person. Well, I took dirt person as a dead person, meaning six feet under. Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. I was like, did she just say dirt person? Yeah, like a dirty dead person. Yeah. Dirty person in the dirt. Yeah. 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 If that's where they ended up, yeah, they'll pop up. They'll be like, Arr! you know, swing up in the coffin and be yeah. like, hey, what's up? It's grandma. I want to talk <laughs> to you about your love life. <laughs> Grandma's love, yeah, helping with love lives. Pause at any time if my grandma pops in. Oh, yeah. Well, you, honestly, you never know because, you know, what happens? They, the dead people, they kind of like to take advantage a little bit yeah. when I'm a bit buzzed or something, like mm-hmm. if I'm at a party. Because mediumship is kind of, uh, it's, there's more pressure with the mediumship about, like, I love it when it happens organically because usually that means an energy is coming through really strongly and they've really got an intention. But if somebody comes and wants specifically mediumship to reach somebody, there's a lot stronger sense of expectation, which actually is one of the things that can really block both me and the receiver. And I have to kind of work with people more, work with the energy more if, you know, if I'm I'm trying to make a specific connection, which you just can't guarantee. It's just like saying that I can guarantee that I can get a bomber on the phone, you know, Mm -hmm. like whether you can get someone on the phone or not, it's Mm -hmm. kind of the same because it's kind of like a connection between me, the person, like if you're best friends with Obama, be like, let's get Obama on the phone. He's going to be like, yeah, Melissa, of course I'll talk to you. But, you know, Obama's like, you know. Right. This jerk, I don't know her. Yeah. Like. And a stranger standing before you, like, get my grandma on the line. Yeah, get my grandma on the yeah. line. Yeah. And so people kind of, they don't really understand how, you know, these things work. Mm-hmm. Um, which is part of like the purpose of the show is to help people like drop some of the crazy expectations so they can Mm -hmm. kind of actually have more of these experiences because the minute people have an expectation and then it doesn't live up to that then they're like oh none of this stuff is real prove it to me Mm -hmm. get Obama on the phone right now you know oh you can't Mm -hmm. you are you know yeah, right. so it's you know then you start getting invalidated it doesn't work Mm -hmm. but what they do do I've noticed yeah, the grandmas or someone wants to get through. If I'm, <laughs> this has happened to me multiple times. If I'm like at a party or something or at, at a uh, at a bar, and I'll look across the room, and I'll kind of catch someone's eye or they'll catch my eye, but they're not really. It isn't like it like a ooh, like what's right. up, cutie kind of thing. It's just like you, they'll catch your eye. Yeah, and probably because I'm pretty secretive about actually about what I do. 
um, they'll, you know, kind of end up talking to them and they'll ask me, what, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And in those instances, suddenly I'll just, I'll say, well, I'm kind of psychic. And it's just like something that is happening that seems to open up this, this channel. Yeah. And then it'll just unfold. Like, I don't know. I, I, a lot of the times a connection will happen for me. Like I get when, you know, while people read palms, like if I hold someone's hand, the connection will come in and lo and behold, there's some like grandma going, just hang on like three more months and he's going to propose. Don't dump his ass. <laughs> <You know? laughs> some like yeah. message to pass on. And it's actually super cute. I love it like that because it's like no pressure, yeah. you know, and they're just, you know, they're, they're kind of out there patrolling, looking for someone who's got, got the gateway and can kind of open meanwhile, up. Meanwhile, that person that was at the party is like, why do I keep looking at yeah. this woman? Yeah. 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 And it, it really does happen in a, I just, you know, just got to sidle over to, to this person. And when I, um, actually I used to work out at a, a place in, uh, New York Quest Bookstore. <sighs> Wonderful little spot, which was my regular place that I used to go and do readings, and uh, and and often when someone would come in for a reading, and they'd just be like, I don't know, I just I just had this feeling that I should pop in here. Mm. That would often be the time when I'm doing a tarot reading, and suddenly, you know, Grandpa Trevor's come in to have a talk about the new car I'm buying. Like it seems like I hate to say that the the, the sort of gender uh, lines run on the other side, but it's the dads and the uncles are always about like the car and the renovations, and the mums wow. and the grandmas are very often about ooh, <laughs> found this nice fella for you. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> so it's super cute. So, mm-hmm. um, but that is not one of my what I say is like one of my strengths. That's like right. being. Like I'm a clay at playing the recorder. Yeah. I, and sometimes when it's good, it's really when the connection is strong, when the person already has a connection with their Obama mm. on the other side right. and 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 I have a connection with that person, it's mm. just like the radio dials in and it, it can be like fast and furious, like blah, 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 blah. Mm. But it's not... Yeah, like the other things that I do more, like the healing work and and the channeling. If I'm going to channel, it's like the beings always come in. It's always happening. But even the connections will be different. Like mm-hmm. you know what's coming forward for people in in that. So that's a long way of right. answering. Like what is a broad spectrum energist? Just I would work on yeah, all, with all the spectrum. all the little bits of energy. But um, but the channeling is, I guess, what you would call my you know my specialty mm-hmm. and also probably the weirdest thing i do mm-hmm. so hence the coming out of the cosmic concert. hence coming out of the You're cosmic coming out. i'm coming out and i want the world to know yeah. that uh you know because you know we are going through this kind of shift in consciousness and a lot of people are opening up to different mm-hmm. kinds of cosmic skills and they really don't know what's going on mm-hmm. and they don't know how to balance it with their their former reality which was very um you know before i had my event i was not really a particularly energy sensitive person yes i meditated for a long time yes and i did actually read tarot cards but i didn't really get information i couldn't know mm-hmm. you know i, I could look sure. at the pictures and make a story and interpret and i liked astrology i liked all these things i I started (laughs) reading palms when i was 15 but it was all coming much more from a 
a mental and an interpretive place. Mm. But once I had this event and it kind of blew over my chakras, that's when I'd start with getting things like people's names, like the dead person's name, be like, wow. you know, Obama's on the phone, you know. Yeah. Obama's not dead, everyone. Okay, I just <laughs> want to clear up any rumour <laughs> that might happen. Yeah. Still alive. <laughs> still alive. <laughs> Paul McCartney, still alive. Apparently... Maybe not, but anyway, whatever. We don't want to start a rumor here <laughs> because that's the other thing about the cosmic world. It's very easy for people to get woo, down the rabbit hole and really mm -hmm. conspiracy-ish and stuff like that, which is probably another aspect that I want to talk about. Um, you know, how do we seat this kind of energetic experience in our life in kind of a more practical way that help really helps people uh, rather than being like a kind of an isolating or, you know, right. weird experience where I think that's when things can start get, getting more distorted when people don't, aren't able to have like a, an open relationship with this ability and with the world that's around them. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's kind of part of it. But sure, it's it, doing something like channeling, saying, yeah, like I go into a trance and then beings from other galaxies. <laughs> I mean, even just saying it out loud, galactic forces. And someone lock her up. Yeah, someone lock her up. Lock her up. Lock <laughs> <laughs> it's completely nutty sounding, completely nut sounding. Right. I mean, liking astrology, reading sure. palms, quirky, yeah. a little bit cute, a yeah. little yeah. bit, oh, she's a little, you know, unusual. She's a fun new age. She's a fun new yeah. age. But go into trance and beings talk through you about multi-dimensional reality and bending the matrix of time yeah little delusional <laughs> <laughs> so back it up so you're doing stand-up comedy yeah living the dream quote unquote yeah and and then what happens how did this happen right yeah well happen? okay yeah let's get into it um <clears throat> I had, so yeah, back, backing it up, I was in this stand-up world and I'd really given up a lot to be in America. I mean, obviously, you know, my family is in Australia. Um, I love Australia. I was really working really hard, what I thought was working hard. I mean, Hollywood's like super duper tough place, you know, facing mm -hmm. a lot of rejection, mm -hmm. like just a lot of not being seen, like mm -hmm. see me, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. toiling away um having having opportunities every now and then but then you know things just not coming to pass um and a lot of highs and lows like it's just a roller coaster and and, mm. and something that i learned which i i feel like if i'd known if i knew then what i know now about how <laughs> reality is created oh this lady was doing it all wrong all wrong but i was but i was there came a point where I had to really do a lot of inner work and kind of um, different self-help things to handle mm. how intensely difficult it was to on my ego to, to be able to hang, to just keep going. It was the club at the time. It was, I mean, the company still, and I won't talk a huge amount about that in this, this podcast, but yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk a lot more about the events that were happening there and why, you know, um 
just a whole bunch of stuff about you know like yeah. you know the sort of uh, the force of comedy in the world as a as something that programs consciousness mm-hmm. um and why i think it's relevant to talk about it but not in this podcast right. just wait for the but next just, one you had to go in i had to go in and i was in there deep you know yeah. so and i'm in and like i said in the intro i was kind of really like i don't want to i don't want these guys who are trying to push me out of the club to win. I want to be a good person. I want to be a strong person. And I was kind of doing all this work on myself to keep shoring myself up, keep keep going back there. But I mean, honestly, I was just really giving myself a really bad case of PTSD from being so stubborn about it because um, because after a while and after the, the sort of things that happened, I was like, for me to actually become a comic that that like for me to hang at the comedy store and keep doing comedy there I, I was just having to get like nastier and dirtier and harsher and and uh, I mean I don't think I was ever like a vile comic but it like super edgy which is fine like I'm good with all that stuff it's just funny but but it was just to, you know to follow someone like Andrew Dice Clay who does you know 40 minutes about you know, this bitch is so fucking disgusting, <laughs> like, you know, and you just, yeah. like, just, you know, so intensely, like, misogynistic and, and sexual and kind of, like, you know, just intense. Yeah. You can't be up there being, like, mm-hmm. um, doing some kind of Mary Poppins comedy. It's sure. not going to, you know, it's not going to yeah. go. And also, you know, the goal really was to get on a sitcom. It wasn't the primary goal. I mean, the goal, the idea of getting on a sitcom is, like, yeah, I'll make tons of money, I can buy my family houses, and then I'll always my my career will be assured in some way mm-hmm. that I can do to always be able to perform and always be able to like yeah. make people laugh and you know, do all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't just like it isn't just like a total like fame seeking thing. I don't think that I actually don't think most people in Hollywood really well, a lot, you know, they're not all really interested in the fame. They just want to do this thing that they love, yeah. you know, the performers and stuff, like yeah. like anybody. They want to do this thing that they're really passionate about and really love. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so being at that, that particular club, I was, and that was sort of part of the decision. It's like I'm just, like, not going to be able to be a comic that, like, any network's going to go come near me with it like a, a pole and this was also a lot prior to netflix where they were doing now they're doing a lot more edgy shows and yeah. stuff like you really you know it was all about being tv clean which yeah. i could i mean i could barely do that because i'm a bit you know a bit of a party mouth but you know um yeah so anyway so i'm doing all this stuff working on myself i had had over the course of my life like i said i started meditating probably when i was like 18 or 19 mm-hmm. Um, so I meditated for a long time when I lived in San Diego prior to moving to LA I had some pretty epic experiences under hypnosis Mm. where I I, like automatically started going back into like past lives and actually in one session got in between lives and that was pretty wild I'll probably talk about that another time but I consider those some of my first quote-unquote spiritual experiences But mainly I was just like most people, pretty switched off, like intuitive, but not not feeling all the everything. Sure. And uh, and I think that's why even now in life, 
I'm either switched on or switched off. Just so you know, if anyone ever meets me, I'm not reading you. I'm not getting stuff. Unless a granny is really like sharpening her elbows and pushing mm-hmm. pushing everyone aside mm-hmm. to get to me to tell you about the dude that's coming in. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not on all the time. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's really important because people always like <laughs> you tell totally. them and then they're always looking at you like, Are you looking into my yes. mind right now? Yes. I've I feel that way even when I walk into like a new age store or, or yeah, once someone tells me what they do, I'm like, oh, they're reading me. They oh, know. God. oh, yeah. What are they doing? They know everything. They know things that I don't even know. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> like I, so it's not like that. For me, it's not like that. I yeah. think there are people who get because they sure. haven't got some kind of, you know, which is something we'll talk about, some kind of levels of boundary between themselves Mm. and the other side and even though you're kind of dissolving that at the same time to exist in the world you need to also be able to hold that that's never been um uh, well in just walking around day to day socially no i'm not there's nothing going on and i'm not that how do i put it like there are some people who are super psychic like really can drop in that space and have a lot more direct clear knowingness about everything and that's again it's not my style like i'm mm. not a drummer i'm a trombonist you know like the skills <laughs> are different yeah don't expect me to be a drummer when i'm a pan flutist you know right <laughs> like it's just it's its own beast it's its own my, yeah mm-hmm. i've got my own combination going on so um yeah what were we saying then yeah so well and so in San Diego before you moved to LA yeah. and then you moved to LA and then I moved to LA and I was, gosh, I was doing therapy mm-hmm. and I was doing, um, and then I'd gotten into this goddess circle as well, which was actually one of the first places. And, and, oh, and, um, yeah, okay. There was, and I was reading a lot of stuff too. I was reading mm-hmm. some channel material. There's this, uh, this, uh, series of books by this being called Seth. And they're, um, they're, oh gosh, I, I should have been good and like gotten the exact name, the true nature of reality. And it's a lot about parallel lives and stuff like that. This woman in the 60s who had this ability and channeled this entity called Seth and got like profound amounts of like information. Mm. Um, and then, so there was Seth. And then there's also another very famous um, channel called esther hicks well she doesn't call herself a channel but she she's the one who brings through that the abraham teachings and a lot of that law of attraction so at this time in in um the early 2000s that's a lot when like the secret was coming out all this law of attraction stuff was really coming to the forward of like popular yeah awareness and Mm -hmm. and esther hicks and abraham were actually a lot of what was behind the secret but they actually got cut out of that movie for these reasons that it was just like too kind of far out mm. to have a woman, you know, to have on this kind of mainstream movie, you know, even though it's about cosmic stuff <laughs> that yeah. these beings were speaking to her, but that's a lot where the information came from. Mm. So, and this learning about law of attraction and positive thinking, and of course I'm trying to like make it in Hollywood. So I'm, you know, being like, yeah, if I'm just really positive, like all this should, you know, all this stuff's going to happen. And I actually went and saw um, uh, Abraham Hicks. I saw Esther Hicks, and of the hundreds of people, I got called up to be one of the people who who could ask her them questions and again this is before i'm energy sensitive i'm just you know just being a hustler and 
So it's just, the, and it's actually out there because she sends out the, they send out monthly recordings, like a s subscription, and I made it on her, wow. her, like, monthly recording. Did you have to pre-write your question in and then someone No, it? no, oh. no. And she obviously was feeling the energy, yeah. uh, you know, of people. And, sure. I, and I think this was, I actually think this was a significant energetic transfer for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to talk more about this, about how these kind of abilities and how this kind of, consciousness shifting stuff is happening that you have these kind of direct transfers with people so i got called up from the audience and and i remember being very emotional like i went up and my face you know when you when you got like tears coming up your face and getting all <laughs> twisted and yeah. you're like you try try not to cry yeah <laughs> but, but it's just there keep was it, something keep it keep together. it together <laughs> it was just something very emotional yes and then um moving like moving and something was obviously moving mm -hmm. like my my consciousness so um i uh and then you know my questions are like I'm a comedian and I'm so poor. Like at night, I have to drink water because I'm so hungry. Because I'm like, <laughs> oh my god! I really, it was true. I was just, just starving. Water for dinner again. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! That's so sad. <laughs> just like, oh my god. Yeah. So and I would be like, oh, I didn't like as I was catering. I guess like on the nights that I wouldn't cater, I'd just be like, hell, oh, it's just me and the glass of water. <laughs> So it's all this kind of pretty, pretty pathetic um, stuff. But I did ask her about, yeah. you know, in comedy we talk a lot about pretty dark subjects as well and mm. how, how does that work with, um, you know, law of attraction and trying to be a positive person. And right. they had some stuff about that actually what you're doing, and, and I do believe that this is what all art forms do, and I'm a big believer in the arts, is they kind of have a transmuting quality that they take the kind of the coal of humanity's consciousness and they put it through this artistic process and they bring light to it and, and they mm. raise the vibration. So, you know, having people laugh at my tragic love life and yeah. <laughs> my water stuff, for dinner. Walk, yeah. my, my water for dinner. <laughs> That's true. Comedy definitely transforms. It definitely does, yeah. 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 And it's and you know, again, like I'm gonna talk more about it because it's such an interesting world. Yeah. And um <clears throat> just many things about mm as consciousness is what what works for everybody because part of the reason of doing this show is that you know we, we are going through this big shift in consciousness and but not everybody's coming to a healer like not everybody's yep. you know doing the path that i did which was to kind of work on myself and do healing work and yeah and that kind of stuff so consciousness has to shift in these bigger formats mm -hmm. and i think musicians are doing it i think artists are doing it i think entertainment is doing it i personally work with a lot of people who are influences on other people like i'm i want to say the kind of like the circle is a little bit like you know the man behind the curtain or mm -hmm. the beings behind the curtain that a lot of people who come to work with the circle via myself um, are reaching people in different fields like you know I you know law education music yeah my clients come from across the spectrum and they kind of vibe in with the circle and then they just carry that the this kind of consciousness that comes with the circle into their worlds and I think that's where change is really going to happen on a, on a global level I have people working like technology um all kinds of things this this planet is going to move forward 
with like it's a collective operation it isn't just like you know just a couple of healers going oh, i'm gonna raise the level of the planet right. <laughs> you know, it's right. just that's yeah. not how it's happening and so and that's another thing i kind of want to talk about is yeah. like because a lot of people get excited about gifts and quite a great i know we want to change that paradigm about gifts but they get excited about having abilities and and like it's so cool and it is cool but you don't it doesn't mean that you then have to go and become a healer or yeah. open up a retreat center like a lot of right <laughs> like almost everybody who gets into personal growth is <clears throat> sort of like yeah and i think i want to open up a retreat center and help other people and it's like the world is the retreat center. Mm. You going to yeah. teaching preschoolers, sure. you're going to reach a lot more people than the people who ha who can afford to go to retreats. Yep. You know, like some of, some of this stuff is like a luxury. And so if we're going to talk about a shift that helps the planet, it's got to come th through much broader spectrums. And that's why, yeah, in my, in my work with Circle Evolution, I, I do do um, – you know, kind of spiritual events and conference yeah. calls and yeah. tele-seminars and I do all that sort of thing. But it's a, it's a limited group of people who are coming for that. Mm -hmm. And that group is, you know, ultimately it's not going to be big enough to really shift out this human consciousness into, into uh, you know, where we're going basically yeah. yeah so how far so you, you're doing therapy going to all these healing type conferences learning new healing modalities right yeah so then how long is that process until the lunch you realize you're hey guys we're gonna wrap it up right now but if you want to hear more about what happened in my knock you to the floor cosmic event where i first made connection with the circle of light make sure you subscribe and look out for episode two which is part b of this crazy story um chandeliers were shaking roofs were rocking so you <laughs> definitely want to listen to episode two part b part b and uh if you want to check out some raw circle of light recordings and start catching some of the mind melting crazy wisdom of these beings of consciousness that speak through me no big deal no big deal just trot on over to circleevolution.com check out my free recordings page and start to melt your mind Ooh, if you want to learn more about what I do, just head over to themarslab.com. Make sure you rate and subscribe and review, please. Yes, please. Makes a difference. Thank you.